Oscar, where's 1049 Park Avenue? This is 1049 Park Avenue! Can two divorced men share an apartment without driving each other crazy? Hello, and welcome to 1049 Park Avenue, an odd couple podcast. Ted Linhart, Garrett Eisler here. Our topic today will be season three, episode 20, Let's Make a Deal, which is available on Paramount Plus. But we do have some housekeeping slash other topics to get to first. Uh, I'll start and say that we forgot to two things about, I guess, last week's episode. I have a, a note and Garrett has a note. We forgot to mention that in the Lowell Gans interview on Facebook, he points out that the name Beth Olam, who was the woman who was accused Felix of being a ticket scalper, that name came from a cemetery that was across the street from a Jewish cemetery across the street from the Paramount lot. And I, according to Lowell Gans, it was Tony Randall who came up with the idea of naming the woman Beth Olam. That's a, that's a great joke. Yes. Um, and there is also a Beth Olam, by the way, in Brooklyn. There's another, there's a Beth Olam. When I Googled Beth, Beth Olam cemetery. cemetery, yeah, there's one in Brooklyn as well. <laughs> right, not not the person. Um, no. Yeah, I thought Olam sounded familiar in a different context, and there you go. And you have something to say. Yes, Ted, if if, if you insist, I, I have an apology. I um, I committed the sin of naming the wrong Bad News Bears movie when uh, discussing the assume ass out of you and me quote from last week's episode. And uh, uh, I incorrectly stated that the original Bad News Bears movie from 1976 uh, used the same joke after The Odd Couple did. Uh, But in fact, it was the sequel, the title of which you may recall. Do you recall the title of the sequel, Ted? No. The Bad News Bears in Breaking Training. Actually, Yes, I did. Sadly, it did, came yeah. to me, yeah. But was it? Didn't we read from the person who corrected us that it was not Walter Matthau who said that? That's correct. Walter Matthau did not appear in the sequel, and um, so I, my whole point from last week, basically, we will strike from the record uh, about how nice it would have been if Walter Matthau, former Oscar Madison, used the same joke um instead but if you go on youtube and watch the trailer for bad news bears and breaking training which is not a great trailer uh for a movie that i don't remember as a good movie um you can actually see the joke they actually have that in the trailer the the coach who says it who's uh not the guy who ends up being the coach william devane but the guy who they fire is the bad coach at the beginning of the movie so an actor i did not recognize okay all right. Well, good good things to uh, have updated. And so, and the third thing yeah, I so want to thank you to the listener who corrected us on that. Uh, so I, I uh, before we get into the episode, I found something I thought was interesting. Uh, I am binging Gilmore Girls right now, and in an episode from season five, I'm going to play you a clip of something that happens. The setup for the clip is that Rory Gilmore, the daughter of the show, the star is going to has gone to a poker match by this guy she's in, uh, that's being held by this guy she's interested in she knows nothing about poker and this very short scene happens by the way 
as another setup, Gilmore Girl is filled, Gilmore Girls is famous for being filled with pop cultural references. I mean, they reference bajillion pop culture obscure things every week. What do you know about this game? Um, just what I've seen on TV, The Odd Couple. What? Quincy played it, but he wasn't called Quincy. Um, Oscar and Felix. Felix didn't play. Tony Randall, he cooked for them sometimes. I am so lost. I know a little. So I just thought that was very, I was like, I was just watching the show and they're playing poker. All of a sudden I hear her reference odd couple and Quincy and, Quincy. and, and Tony Randall and <laughs> trying to describe the show. Yeah. So uh, I just, thought that was a fun thing to share. That's hilarious. Um, okay. So let's talk about the episode. We open on the San Reno. We see Oscar Murray and speed who we've not seen in a year since where's grandpa. Uh, yeah. Long time. No see speed. Sitting at the dining room table, which has the felt on it when they play poker. There's a fourth player there. He was clearly a setup for a fourth player, but he's not in the room. Uh, Speed is eating chips and dip, and he says there are ashes in the dip. And Oscar says that he ran out of chives. Chives look like ashes. Speed says, boy, I wish Felix was home. Then Oscar stares at Murray, who is very slowly shuffling cards and going through all sorts of machinations with the cards as he's trying to deal them. Oscar snaps at him, deal the cards. Uh, and it's a very Cramden Norton-esque moment. Mm. It's very much like Norton doing all his machinations before right. he does something and then right. uh, Ralph yelling at him. So he, Murray starts to deal and he says, one for Oscar, one for speed, one for him, one for me. One for Oscar, one for speed, another for him. Oscar said, that's it, that's it. The game's over. Go home. Good night. Murray says, Oscar, it isn't every day I get to play cards with a big television celebrity. Oscar says, just because he's a celebrity doesn't make him any different than you and me. Murray says, I can't believe you went to college with him. <laughs> and Oscar points out, well, I can't believe this poker game, you with him and you with your tie, he says, turning to speed. <laughs> he says, what's wrong with the tie? Oscar says, Speed, the last time you wore a tie is when you had a mark on your neck you didn't want your wife to see. I'm telling you, it's no big deal to play cards with Monty Hall. <gasps> and, and there's the reveal of who our major celebrity is. At this point, Monty Hall walks in from the bathroom and he gets a lot of applause and he yeah. says, especially when he beats you. So let's talk about who Monty Hall is. He was born Monty Halperin in Canada. He was an Orthodox Jew. I didn't know this. He was an Orthodox Jew. Wow. He, wanted, he wanted to go to medical school, but at the time there were quotas restricting of how many Jews yep. could be admitted to school. Yeah. So instead he went into radio in Toronto, Toronto in the 1940s and 50s. In 1955, he moved to New York and he started doing radio and game shows. Then he moved to LA and co-created Let's Make a Deal, which became his signature show, obviously. It aired on and off from 1963 to 1991. It's still on the air with Wayne Brady hosting. What? Yeah, Wayne Brady. Are you being serious? But yes, I'm familiar with him. But is is it uninterrupted or did they? No, no. They this was like ten years ago. They CBS rebooted it. I mean, there have been interruptions of the years, but it's fairly. It's been on the air very consistently. So, Ted, was uh, Let's Make a Deal an ABC show at the time? At this time, it was, yes. It's, it's on CBS now, but um, at this time, it was on ABC, which is why. So we, we have, have another, like with Monday Night Football, we have another ABC cross-promotional thing. Yes. And I mean, I, I think it may be envisioned as 
there's two ways to look at it, and both could be right. This is a way of the odd couple helping to promote another show, or it's a way of getting a big ABC star to help promote the odd couple. Yeah, I think the latter is. I think the I agree with you. I think it's the latter. (laughs) Monty Hall was a bigger hit than the couple. Uh, Monty Hall died at age 96 in 2017. Oh, recently. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Oscar said. I'm glad that, that we have a plot line. You know, they have to uh, give them a reason to know each other and that they're old college buddies. And I'm glad to see that Monty Hall is and Jack Klugman are of the same age. Yeah, this, I mean, I think Monty Hall's really natural on this show. He doesn't feel like he's acting. And I think this is one of the better organic forced guest stars. Yeah. Okay. Oscar said, so you want a couple of dollars. Now you can go back to announcer school and get a diploma this time. Monty says, you know how much money I gave away and like give away in my show every day? Thousands of dollars, right? You know how nice it is to win a few bucks sometimes. Oscar says, want a double or nothing? And Monty says, no, no, no. Hey, what happened in that room back there? Murray says, oh, that's Oscar's room. We always laugh about it. Monty says, no, I don't mean Oscar's room. We used to laugh about that in college too. too. You know, that's where we used to keep the goat for the football team. Oscar says he was a better roommate than Felix, referring to the goat. Not yes. to Monty. Monty says, no, I mean your roommate's room. It smells like something burned back there. Oscar says, nothing, forget it. Monty says, is that the end of the game? Oscar says, that's it. Monty says, well, that's just as well. I got two wets to make a deal to do tomorrow, and I need my rest. Speed says, yeah, I got to go too. Well, good night, Monty. It's a pleasure. Monty, it's a pleasure meeting you. Speed leaves. Murray thanks Monty for autographing his chip. Monty says to Oscar, I've been town a whole week, in town a whole week, and you haven't come down, and you haven't come down to see my show once yet. How about dropping in? Oscar says, it's a great show. It's not my cup of tea. I don't want to see all those people in crazy costumes jumping up and down like that. And he says this while he's making fun of them jumping. Doesn't that really bug you? Monty says, why should it bug me? I like those people. They're nice, ordinary people. Well, good night, Oscar. Monty opens the door, and there's a woman there dressed mm-hmm. up either in a costume or just some kooky 70s outfit. Because it's, it's not, yeah, it's not like so over the top that it's obviously right. a costume, but it's a weird outfit. Mm. You don't, did you have any? I don't outfit? recall what, what it looked like. Now. It's like she's got a cap on. It's like a matching outfit with a cap. It was, I think, I, I did, yeah, I don't think it registered as a costume to me. It just registered as 70s, yeah. Uh, she has a sign that says that she's wearing this. It says, don't give me the brush. Let's make a deal. And she's very excited. She's jumping up and down. And she says she heard that he was in the building. And she says, pick me, pick me. Oscar pushes Monty out of the door into the hallway. So Monty's now kind of trapped with this woman. <laughs> and uh, he laughs at that. He enjoys that. She's uncredited. I don't know who that is. Oscar laughs. The audience applauds for a long time, I guess, because they I love Monty they Hall. They love Monty Hall. Murray says, the price of fame. Well, I got to get going. Oscar says, no, no, no. I want you to wait a minute. Murray says, why? Oscar says, I want you to help me throw Felix's bed down the basement, he says. <laughs> Not down into the basement or go down. He says down the basement, which I think is a misstep or misspeak. Uh, down the rip. basement. Is down the basement People's, a phrase? No, oh, I mean it's kind of a, it's kind of a slangy way to say things. Sometimes people say like, okay. Murray says, "Are you two fighting again?" Oscar says, "No, I had an accident." 
They go into Felix's room, which is dark. Oscar turns on the light, and we see Felix's bed is covered with a sheet. Oscar says, no, I had an accident. My bed broke, uh, my bed broke down, and I slept in here. I fell asleep smoking a cigar. He removes the sheet, and we see a gigantic burnt hole that takes up half of the mattress. <laughs> Pretty gigantic, yes. The audience laughs and applauds at this, and uh, that leads us to uh, our next clip. I fell asleep smoking a cigar. <laughs> you threw with the tweets? Do the people downstairs know about this? Will you grab the mattress? Felix won't be back for three days. There's no reason he has to find out. The Odd Couple was filmed in front of a live audience. Well, by the time I put it out and found the cigar and everything, that's what I had. It's just a little hole. <laughs> and here's another little hole. What do I see down there? Hello, Mrs. Johnson. Where am I supposed to sleep? I'll take care of that, buddy. Look at this. Look at my beautiful bed. Nice to see you home, Felix. I have nothing to do with this. <laughs> Good night, Oscar. Yeah, buddy, what are you kidding? Look at that. I'm not going to sleep on an army cot. Want me to bathe out of my helmet? <laughs> this was Blanche in my wedding bed. But you weren't supposed to come back until Tuesday. The job ended soon. Forgive me. I rushed home. I took a plane. All I could think of was the security of sleeping in my own comfy bed. Didn't you sleep on one of these in the army? I did not. I had an orthopedic cot. I bought it special in the PX. The other guys made fun of me, but I'm the one who won the good posture medal. What am I talking about? I, I need a bed. Here's all the money I have. Tomorrow you'll go and you'll buy a bed. I saw one advertised for $55. What kind of bed can you get for $55? Hardly used. Light another cigar, Oscar. Burn a hole in my heart. That's all the money I have. Try it. Go ahead. Can't You'll be clean. You can. You're as snug as a mug in a run. Go on, light up. Put your feet up. I'm too tired to take my clothes off. That's great. Hey, Good night, buddy. Why does why does Oscar have an army cot? Oh, uh, that's a that wasn't my first question, but that's a good question because uh, it's he doesn't say it's his cot from the army from thirty years before that he somehow saved. So, good question. What was your question? My question is: A, why doesn't he sleep on the couch? <laughs> B, good. Why there? I don't think the cot is the only option. Um, also, there may be some consistency in the fact that that was his and Blanche's wedding bed yes. because there's, there's the whole. Oh, I'm sorry. So he, it is. He is saying he's kept it since. I guess so. Right. But why did he keep that? From there? this is the army, Mrs. Madison. Yeah, yeah. I, I still find it hard to believe he has that. There, we got to right? remember that when we get to that episode. Yeah, and that's weird because 
not like they knew they were going to write that episode or maybe they, no, but they've already later. built it into the mythology of the show I've, i'm gonna say it's a coincidence maybe well maybe they they thought it'd be a funny joke in oh. itself and then they remembered it i realized we never talked about who wrote this episode this episode was written yeah uh, it is yes. Yeah, sorry, it is written uh, by uh, more regular staff uh, writers, uh, David Duclon and Joe Glauberg, who. So we're seeing, yeah, a lot of like Gantz and uh, Rothman, Duclon and Glauberg are all, both teams are on staff and are writing a lot of the rest of the season. Not many of the freelancers anymore. So the next morning, Felix is in the kitchen, hunched over, and he brings a cup of coffee to the table. He clearly has a sore back. There's a yellow pad and a pair of glasses on the table. Felix calls for Oscar to come in. Oscar comes in all peppy, saying, how you doing, buddy? Felix says, how did you sleep last night? Oscar says, great, how did you sleep? He says, as he slaps Felix on the back, Felix winces. Felix says, I slept beautifully, except that I had to get up every hour for my spasm. Felix sits down, and Oscar tries to help him by pulling up him up by his cheek, which is reminiscent of kind of yes. early seasons when he would try to fix Felix's bad back. And of the play and film, uh, there's a scene where he's trying to to uh, 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 help Felix with his back and neck and says the same line that Oscar says here, which is... Let me know this hurts because I don't know what the heck I'm doing? Yeah, basically. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that's uh, a Neil Simon line. Felix says his back feels better, but now his ears hurt. <laughs> Oscar asks what Felix wants. Felix says, sit down, Oscar. I have my figures here now. Oscar says, what figures? Felix says, what you owe me. Owe you for what? Felix says, for my bed. Oscar says, I gave you the money for your bed last night. Felix says, no, you gave me money for your idea of a bed. You're going to make good for the property you destroyed. Now I have here one mattress, one box spring, one carpet, and sundries, $975. Oscar says, how much is it without the sundries? <laughs> Felix says $965. Oscar says, are you out of your mind? I don't have that kind of money. Felix says, well, you're going to have to get it, Mr. Firebug. That was a custom-made mattress. You know how they come in soft, regular, firm, and very firm. Mine was very firm around the edges and soft in the center. It was the only one like it in the world. Oscar says, why don't we get a very firm mattress and I'll jump in the middle of it for you. <laughs> Felix says, are you going to reimburse me for my property or are you not? Oscar says, Felix, I told you last night, I gave you all the money I got. Then he's, Oscar at this point has gone to get a beer from the refrigerator and Felix says he drinks beer for breakfast. Oscar says, no caffeine. Uh, by so, the way, Ted, yes. I, um, I was struck by the, um, the amount of the mattress, which, you know, that is... Even is that today. like $3,000 today? But yeah, uh, I mean, when Oscar says I don't have the money, you know, uh, today, I would like to think most of us who have employment can get together $1,000 if we have to. But uh, according to Inflation Calculator, uh, $975 in 1973 would be $5,800. Which seems like a very high price for a bed for a mattress yeah, yeah. mattress so maybe, today, yeah maybe that figure is a little misleading and i don't know that i believe felix a has that kind of money around for a custom mattress nor do i really believe you could buy that in the 70s or that he did i'm not sure i buy the whole story but it's kind of essential to the rest of the plot it is and it is something a, a felix would do it just, yes he would have a, a 
a custom made thing for his ailments. Yes. All right. So now we're gonna listen to what happens next. You owe me. I can't help it. I don't have it. Well, I don't have it. I'm sorry. Well, sorry isn't going to buy me a new bed or a new back. This is on your head. Come in. Oh, Mary. Felix. Mary, you're home. Oh, I, I didn't, didn't expect you till Tuesday. Oh, oh. oh, oh, oh. No. What? You're back? How did you hurt your back? Slept on an army cot last night. Oscar used my mattress for an ashtray. Oh, poor baby. I came down, Oscar, to thank you for those tickets. Oh, that's okay. Tickets to what? The Chicago Fire? <laughs> Oscar got tickets for my mother and me to go see Let's Make a Deal. My mother won a color television. You're kidding. No, and then, and then Monty Hall gave her a kiss. She liked that better than the television. Monty's a great kisser. Yeah, I gotta go to work. I'll see you later. Now take care of yourself. <laughs> Let's make a deal. Are you crazy? You're going to win a new bed, your friends are going to see you on TV, and Monty Hall is going to kiss your mother. Where's your friend Monty Hall? How long does he expect me to wait? He's doing us a favor, remember? Felix, could you show a little more enthusiasm? They're like bubbly people on the show. Sorry, I can't help it. Well, force yourself. They're like a guy with enthusiasm. Enthusiasm has nothing to do with it. You make the right choice and you win. Yeah, before you can make the right choice, you have to be chosen. How do you do that? You get Monty's attention. You'll notice me. Nice gentleman sitting here. Felix, you're out of your mind. You Look, I'll show you how the show works. I'll be Monty Hall. You'll be a contestant, all right? You'll see how it works. Okay, I'm Monty Hall, and I come down, and I say... Now, who am I going to make a deal with? Oh, sure. Oh, sure. He's going to pick you with your hand like that when there's an egg salad sandwich over there screaming, Take me! Not the gentleman! Take me! Take me! What am I supposed to do? You're supposed to stand up and yell and jump. I can't do that. Oh, come on. Where's your sense of showmanship? Where's your personality? You need to jump up there. Yeah, pick me! Right, right. Exactly, exactly, exactly. That feels good. It now I say to you, would you take the $500 that's in this envelope yeah. or take what's behind curtain number one? Well, I'll take the curtain. No, 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 no not, the, not the curtain. Why not? Because you don't know what's behind there. Maybe a polar bear. How'd you like to sleep on a polar bear? He's softer than that cot. <laughs> Believe me, take the money. But I want a bed. The odds are against you. Take um, the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Can I be of any help? Oscar. Hi. I know you. You're Monty Hall. Let's make a deal. That's my bubbly roommate, Felix. Oh, yeah. Hi, Felix. How are you? Good to meet you. Oscar, what are you doing here? Didn't you tell me you'd never come down to see my show? Well, I'm not here for myself. You remember what you smelled in my apartment? Yeah. That was Felix's bed. It burns. Yeah, I oh, burned it. Yeah. Now, I'd like to get him on Let's Make a Deal so he could win another one. No way. Oh. No, no, I'm sorry. I couldn't get either one of you on the show. But you're the big man here. He's a crowd pleaser. Well, no, maybe, maybe not a crowd pleaser, more of a group pleaser, actually. A small groups. Felix. They love me, little people. You see, we, we have rules on this show. The rules state no friends, 
No relatives, no friends of relatives, no yeah, relatives of friends. Who's going to know? I'm going to know. Marty, we need you in the control booth. All right, I'll be right up there. Why don't you stick around? Maybe we can see each other later. Oh. Nice to meet you. That's that. Peter, I'm going to get you on Let's Make a Deal. I don't want to do anything devious, Oscar. You heard him say we need Felix, to... Felix, no, no, let's... I've outsmarted him in college. I outsmarted him at the poker table. And I'm going to outsmart him on Let's Make a Deal. Yeah, but if this doesn't work, I'll be humiliated in front of 30 million people. That's a chance I'm willing to take. A couple of things about that scene. What I like is the way Felix very meekly raises his hand. Yeah, that's a great visual. Well, uh, in the beginning when he's trying to be too dignified. Yes, when Oscar tries to role play what would happen. Uh, although I find it hard to believe that Felix Unger in 1973 doesn't know how Let's Make a Deal works 10 years after the show's been on the air. You're saying everyone watched that I, show. I think, yeah, considering how few outlets there were for television and how established the show was, I think people know how it works. Yeah. Um. I, I have trouble believing Felix suddenly turns around so quickly. So, you know, from... yeah, that works for me. The way he actually jumps up and down and says, that feels good. I buy that. I understand why you could say that, but I buy it. I yeah. get it. I buy that Tony Randall uh, uh, enjoys it. Um, it is, I mean, both are consistent with different sides of Felix's character, both attitudes, but the change is really quick. But so, but so they're waiting there for Monty Hall. Somehow they got into the studio and then he comes down and surprised to see them. Which, yeah, I guess it was the 70s. You could just walk in anywhere. No, but he says, I know, but <laughs> they're waiting for him. So he didn't right. have, it makes it sound like he happens to wander into that room at the oh, same time of there. So it that, that, that dialogue is, makes sense. Yeah, that, that you'd think that Oscar said would have said, we're here to see Monty Hall. Right, right. And then he uh, was told to come down. And he or maybe it. their strategy is just to break into the studio and wait for him to walk Yeah, on. no, no. That, 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 neither, neither answer makes sense. <laughs> um, and also, I mean, I would have, this is a little bit of a stretch, but both these men were well aware of what happened in the 50s with the quiz show scandals. Oh, so right. to think that they could yeah. just get their way onto the show and win a money for a band, you would probably be aware that that is not cool anymore to try to rig it. Yeah, it's kind of naive for Oscar to think that unless he... And Felix. And Felix, and, but unless, <clears throat> you know, he just thinks Monty is unethical, maybe. I don't know. Um, you know, uh, <clears throat> one great throwaway line I love. Oh, yeah, I know. I bet I know what you're going to say. Go okay, ahead. Tell me. Uh, it's when Felix says the little people love me. <laughs> yes. Well, yes, yes it's exactly. And it, but yeah. it's a whole, you know, setup. It's like, oh, he's a crowd pleaser. And Felix mm -hmm. getting all, you know, false modesty going, well, you know, not crowds, uh, groups, small groups, you know, yeah. little people. Yeah. <laughs> Is that modesty? That's like almost, the, it's like a humble brag in a way. I guess so. It's a humble brag. You're right. It's a yeah. humble brag. Um, and one more thing. Yeah. Are you still talking about this scene? Yes. I have something, I have, I have something okay. else. We have something to say about what? Well, about the scene before this with the... Oh, me too. I do. All right, well, I, well, you go first. Okay, I, Miriam says I have to go to work. What the hell does she do? <laughs> Good question. I don't think we ever know what she does for a living, correct? I don't think I, so. I, I would bet most, some small amount of money that you're right. Yes. Uh, 
I, I will stay tuned to see if that's revealed, but I, I think you're right. We know that's thrown in conveniently at this point. My other question about Miriam is like yet another thing where place that Felix could have spent the night if he didn't. Oh, have that's right. That's right. If that's she's point. his girlfriend, even if not starting to doubt, even right. if you're a friend, you right. have a friend in the building who has a comfortable yeah. couch. Maybe. Yeah. Was that your, that was your point about this? Yep. That's okay. my point. So now we have a new scene. Oscar's in the living room and he's calling for Felix to hurry up because Miriam will be down in a minute. Felix says he does not want Miriam to see him like this. Oscar says she won't recognize him, which will prove that Monty won't recognize him. Oscar says, come on, I told you. She's, I, come on, I told her she's going to have a big surprise. So Felix now comes out wearing a ridiculous chicken outfit, like a big bird outfit. Yes. That Oscar says looks great. And then Felix is walking around like a chicken, even though he doesn't want to be in the chicken outfit. He's completely, and the audience is roaring and applauding. They love this chicken outfit. Felix says he hates it. Then Miriam comes in and says it's a great costume. Felix seems surprised that she recognized him. But why wouldn't she? Because as Oscar points out, she knows he she knows that he lives there. <laughs> Oscar asked Miriam if this is why uh, he re she recognized him because he lives there. She says no, it's because she recognized his walk. Although I don't think he was walking when Miriam walked in. Huh. Um, she asked how Felix came to choose a chicken. And Felix takes off the chicken head and says Oscar chose it. Felix says he watched the show and that everybody goes as a chicken and it won't work. Oscar says no, nobody goes as a chicken. And Felix says, in the words of Abraham Lincoln, you can fool some of the people all the time, but never in feathers. Which is not exactly the quote. Yes. And I don't, I mean, it's also, is that, is you can fool some of the people all the time. Is that even an Abraham Lincoln quote? Oh, well, that is commonly attributed to Lincoln. Oh. Uh, I, I the, never Some of the people all the time, or all the people some of the time. I always thought that was, I never realized that was a Lincoln quote. I don't know why. Well, you know, I will check with my good friend, the quote investigator. Okay, you do that and we'll continue here. Um, so Oscar says that's an idea. And somehow Oscar happens to just have an Abraham Lincoln beard on the dining room table, which I, yeah, guess, I guess the setup is that he went to the shopping at the costume store. Right. With some options, chicken right. or Abe Lincoln. Those are the and Fuels just happens to mention the other option. Right. So he puts the beard on Lincoln and says, there you go, Abraham Lincoln. And Felix says, Abraham Lincoln jumping up and down and saying, notice me, pick me, Monty, pick me. He's saying that sarcastically. Lincoln was 6'5". So, As if that's the uh, criteria. He should right. Have. But it's, an, it's interesting because the Password episode has that whole Lincoln loves mayonnaise thing. Which is also fake. Yes. Which is now, <laughs> but now here Felix again is like. Is it seems to be an expert on sort of questionable facts about Lincoln. Right. And using them very uh, rigidly for yes. things. Did you mm -hmm. find the quote yet? No, I'm sorry. I was not, I didn't mean, I meant I would look, you know. Oh, okay. After dinner. So he takes off the beard and he hands it back to Oscar. He then grabs, Oscar grabs a Lincoln hat and puts it on Felix and says, and says okay, you'll go as young Lincoln. How does it look, Miriam? And Miriam says, like, Abraham's chicken. Felix takes off the hat and says he's not going to do it. Then Murray has him put on glasses with a big nose and a policeman's hat. Oscar. Sorry, Oscar, Oscar has him put on glasses with a big nose and a policeman's hat. 
and says he can go as Murray's brother. Miriam shakes her head and Felix takes off the hat and the glasses and says he's not going to do it. Felix then says, how does a man get out of this chicken outfit? And that's a setup for the next clip because it's Felix's idea. So the next clip has Felix's idea for a costume. It's for them to dress up as a horse with Oscar playing the rear hat. So that's just an important thing to realize as we get into our next clip. It's off my head. He just won't go on. Yes, I will go on, but I won't go on as Murray's brother or as a president with drumsticks. There must be a very special costume, and I've thought of the perfect one. I ask only one thing of you. What? Back me up. Felix, this is ridiculous. It's a perfect costume. Monty will never recognize us. I get the feeling I'm going to be embarrassed. You got a better idea? No. Then relax. Have fun. <laughs> so you turn down the one thousand dollars for what's behind curtain number three, and let's take a look and see what we have back there. Oh, two hundred candles worth ninety-four dollars and thirty-six cents. But that's the way it happens sometimes when you get zonked. Thank you for being such a good sport on Let's Make a Deal. And in just a moment, after this commercial message, we're going to come back and pay ten dollars for anyone who has a rubber band. That'll be just one minute from now. How are we doing on time? We're right on the time. Oscar, what? You've got a rubber band. This is our chance. No, I don't. Yes, you do. It's holding your socks up. <laughs> silly. We got it silly. Ten dollars is ten dollars. Yeah. Where is it? Yeah. Will he take a broken? I don't know what's happening to me. A week ago, I was a happy sports writer. Today, I'm the back end of Mr. Ed. Don't worry. We're going to get on the show. We've got the best costume here. Did you see some of this ridiculous people around here? All right. I once again to go back to let's make a deal and pay off those ten dollars for every rubber band we have you. Here's a young lady right over here. Here's your ten dollars. Thank you very much for the rubber band. Oh, down, boy. down, 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 silver. There's a good horse. There you are. We'll take the rubber band and we'll give you ten dollars. There you are. Now who else might have? Let's make a deal. Let's make a deal, Monty. Let's make a deal. This horse is a nag. You want to make another deal? All right, we'll take your $10 and you can trade for what's behind the curtain. But first of all, let's see who I'm dealing with here. This is Frederick Ungman and Ozzie Malone. All right, Frederick and Ozzie, let's see what we have for you behind the curtain. And you have yourself a new waffle iron. A waffle iron? <laughs> Don't you have any bedroom furniture back there? You haven't seen it all because there's something that goes with the waffle iron oh. right behind there in the curtain. So you can keep your waffle iron and what's behind it, or, or. you can have what's under the box, uh -huh. or another or. Yes, you can have what's in this envelope. And here I have some money, and I guarantee you there's at least $100 in cash in there. Take the envelope! <laughs> The curtain, uh, the box, I, uh, the take the money and run! Look at this, folks. Ozzy speaks. This is a very talented horse. It talks at both ends. Why don't you, uh, why don't you take off your costume and let's take a look and see what you look like? No! no. Uh, come on, folks. Everybody wants to see your faces. Why don't you do that? No. Some other time, folks. No, no, come on. No. Take off the costume, it's no deal. Come on now. Oh, no, be, that's be, blackmail. Be no, no. No, 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 that's blackmail. Oh, no. There we are. Felix. Felix.
Phoenix Sun. Folks, you know who this is? This is New York's finest photographer, Felix Unger. Hello, America. I wonder who's in the other half. Could it possibly be... Oscar, Oscar, Oscar. Yeah, well, there... Yes, it's Oscar Madison, New York's finest sports writer. Oscar, what are you doing now? Covering the races from the inside? Come on out here. Let's take a look at you. Come on, Oscar. Might as well. Keep your sense of humor. What about my sense of dignity? So, Oscar Madison, this is the man who said, where do you get all those crazy people to come dressed to your show, huh? And here he is himself in the horse's flesh. <laughs> You're a clever man. Yes. Well, this sounds like a good time to take a break for a commercial message, and then we'll come back for the next half of the Oscar and Felix show. This should be a lot of fun. Stick around. 30 seconds, buddy. It's also a good time for us to take a break from the clip, because otherwise we'll just play huh. even a clip. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't watch, I'm not a big Let's Make a Deal fan, but I didn't, I don't think the contestant can initiate a deal like that. Well, that's, that's just what I was thinking. Like, why wouldn't everyone say Let's Make a Deal? Right. That's why you're there. Right? Yeah. So that was a little bit. But I'm uh, not familiar with the rules of the game. Uh, um, I do like the way Oscar says, what about my sense of dignity? Which I believe is you. So, you know, there's another episode with Audie Hall later where they show clips from this episode. That's right. And I believe I believe oh, that that clip so and maybe weird. another line coming up were are what's shown again. Do you remember uh, why? How yes. they justify showing? Old yes, guys? they're like it's Monty Hall showing the best of Monty Hall or something. It's like a oh, variety right. show, and Pretty it's lame. the whole episode is that Felix is upset about yeah. uh, that being shown again. Also, Monty says. This is Felix Unger, New York's best photographer. Best right. photographer. Does he? Yeah. How does he know that's what he does? He I don't even knows think he guy. knows that he's a photographer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. So then they come back from break, and that leads to the second half of the Let's Make a Deal segment. Right. Well, Oscar, <laughs> nice to have you here. You look just great in tails. <laughs> you kill me, man. Speak up, don't mumble. Kill. <laughs> Oscar Madison, right here on my show. That's terrific. Does, does this mean you're going to have to disqualify us? Would I do a thing like that? I bet he would. No, no, that's not my style. Oh, doggone it, Mr. Hall. You're a person. Yeah, no wonder great. millions of people love you. You're on, Monty. I'm about to resume with Felix and Oscar. You boys know what you have. You have the waffle iron, and I said you could have that and what's behind it. Yeah. Or the box, or the cash, and we know there's at least $100 in cash. Mm -hmm. So what's it going to be? Oh, let, let's consider this very, very carefully. Sure, take the envelope. Why the envelope? Why not? It's good thinking. We'll take the envelope. You're going to take the envelope. All right, first of all, we'll see what was behind the waffle iron. There was a gourmet rotisserie. Oh, a rotisserie. That. Oh, we blew it. Wait a minute now. That's what was behind the waffle iron. Now let's take a look and see what you blew under the box. There was a microwave oven. Um, oh, oh, I always wanted it. Oh, you blew it. You blew it. Not necessarily, because I said you still have cash in here. And now let's find out how much cash we have. I told you there's at least $100. There's the $100. Now watch this. $200, $300, $400, $500. Now that you have the $800, 
maybe you'd be interested in trading the $800 for one of our three curtains because the big deal today is worth over $5,000. No. Yes, yes. The yeses have it two to one. <laughs> What curtain you want, and I'll see if I can find somebody else to trade away what they already have. What's a monkey, Green? Take the money. What is $800 compared to 5000 I feel lucky. Please, we're liable to lose everything. Listen to me. If I'd listen to you, we wouldn't be in this swell horse's outfit. <laughs> All right, now, this uh, gentleman right back here is going to trade in his refrigerator freezer for curtain number three. What curtain do you want? Oh, oh, I... That means I can have number one or number two. That's yeah, right. Okay, I'll, I'll take that. Oh, I'll, I'll, no, come on, take it. Well, I'll go for broke with number two. Go for broke. A very adequate choice of words. Because behind curtain number two, we have 20 cases of canned squid. Canned squid? Maybe there's a mistake. Maybe that was the wrong curtain. Canned squid? But wait a moment. You'll notice this beautiful young lady has just brought forth one can of canned squid. And on this can, there's a little note. Uh -huh. And in the note, there's a message. And what could that message be? This is the big one. This is the big one. It'll be a trip to Europe. All right, now, you want to keep your squid and the message that's contained herein. Mm -hmm. But if you don't, I'll give you back your $800 and a $200 bonus, and then you'll have $1,000 in cash. What do you want to do? Keep the squid. Who are you, Jacques Cousteau? <laughs> Yes. Ah, you're not going to take the squid. No. All right, you have the $1,000, right? Yes. Okay, here is your $1,000. Yes. Now I'm going to show you what you turned down when you turned down the squid. The message says, are you ready for this? Yes. If you'd have kept the squid, I would have owed you one more can of squid. Who did it? Who did the You can see how happy the boys are and why not they have $1,000. $1,000, but that's not the reason why Oscar is smiling. Why am I smiling? <laughs> you see, friends, I've known Oscar Madison for many, many years, and we sort of stretched things just a little bit to allow him to participate in the show and win all the money. But as the rules clearly say, that no friends or relatives can play and win money on Let's Make a Deal, I just know what Felix and Oscar want to do with their winnings today. Why? <laughs> Felix and Oscar would like to donate the $1,000 to their favorite orphanage. No! No! I'll make a deal with the orphanage. No, I'm kidding. You know, I'm kidding. I'm an orphan myself. Hi, Mom! My favorite wine in there is Who Are You, Jacques Cousteau? Jacques Cousteau. One of my favorite... Uh, all-time jokes from the from the series and, and I probably like, one, i think it's a recognized a re much recognized joke and i like what oscar says why am i smiling <laughs> um so yeah that's a that's a, what about feel like some of the orphanage like no no i'll make a deal with the orphanage <laughs> orphans i'm an orphan it, myself and then at the end i don't know if you hear him he says orphans come to our house for dinner oh as he says that at the end yeah. <laughs> the uh did you recognize what brand is the name of the squid brand no i did not it's nozaki i don't know and what, what that, is that means i don't know i couldn't find any reference to nozaki uh so now we are the tag felix is serving dinner to oscar and monty who are in felix's uh they're in felix's bedroom looking at the bed uh and felix is in the dining room living room they come out monty says it's a beautiful bed i guess felix bought a new bed 
Oscar says Felix laid out the money and Oscar has to pay him $5 a month forever. It seems very, a very low uh, monthly payment of $5 for a $1,000 mattress. Yeah. Hmm, I don't know would... what, I feel like $25 a month would be a little bit more reasonable. Well, they are friends. Uh, it shouldn't matter here. <laughs> if you burnt my bed, I would charge you not, I would wow. charge you more than $5 oh. a month. I just want you to be aware of that now. Wow, some friend. Okay. Okay, and then we have the final clip of the episode. Okay, now each of you will find on your plate something very special. What do you see, Oscar? A carrot. And Monty, what do you see on your plate? One potato chip. Okay, let's make a deal. Pick me, pick me, pick me. All right, I'll pick you now. I'll tell you what, I'll trade you for your carrot. You can have a plate number one, plate number two, or a plate number three. What will it be? funny visual there where oscar's debating what plate to take and he like he moves his head back and forth like yeah. uh like a confused yeah what's he he's like he's he just instantly jumps into this like playing well, along with well the he, that's that's my next point so is oscar in on this or not he says no. there's a carrot on my plate confused mm-hmm. but then he knows exactly which plate number to tell monty to take so the squid's on it Right. Why would he be so insistent on taking two if he didn't know the squid was on two? Because if it if Felix gets the squid, there's no joke here. Right. No, I think the only rational way to read the scene is that, that they're playing a, a a prank on Monty. So Oscar pretends not to be know what it is. Right. And which would which would make sense because he they're they play they're college buddies who like playing jokes on each other. And knowing that, why would Monty not take the one that opposite one of what? Yeah, I don't know. Oscar wants to take. So it it is a funny gag. It's just again, credibility wise, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, it's just another excuse to bring up the phrase canned squid, which is dubbed which is in. Kind of funny, which is dubbed <gasps> in. Oh, interesting. Okay. So I think this is a fun episode. Yes, it's a lot of like it's a lot of little silly and how it all happens is kind of inane. I think Monty's good in the show. I think he's a nice fit. I think he works with them well. He's got good chemistry. The chicken scene is just, however, it's a drag. I do not like that scene. I find, I find, I just find outrageous costumes as a source of humor <laughs> annoying. Well, that's hor- a, that's a big part of this show. Well, the horse works for me because it's yeah. not about the horse. It's about the fact that they're both in the horse and right. can't be seen. Right. Chicken is more about the visual than chicken. Yeah. So, uh, I wrote down three and a half out of five star at Murray's. But, you know, I'm reconsidering that now. And I think I'm going to, no, I'm going to stay with it. Three and a half out of five Murray's. There's enough. The let's make a deal scenes are classic enough. 
that I, I really enjoy them. You almost downgraded. Right? I almost downgraded, but I'm leaving it at three and a half because out of five. Reliving the show a second time makes it feel maybe not so great. But there's enough in it. The second yeah. half is is very amusing, and and them on let's <laughs> make a deal is funny, yeah. even if it's not credible. So I well, would stay with three and a half out of five Murrays. I you see uh, you were you were inching toward me because I I honestly if it I would give it a two, but Jacques Cousteau brings it up to a three. Oh wow, a whole point, <laughs> not a half a point, a whole point for that. Because that who are you, Jacques Cousteau? Yeah, <laughs> being such a great seventies reference for yeah. one thing. Yeah. And just another one, another great joke in the line of like, who are you blank? Who are you? What are you blank? Yeah, exactly. Um, that Klugman does so well. And it's just, it's a, it's just a, it's always stuck in my memory. And I do like, um, uh, no, there's not really much else I like in it. I like, oh, oh I, 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 I'm good with small groups and little people. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's, you know, a funny throwaway. A lot but of those honestly, see- yeah. Honestly, um, I just, there's just, it's, it is fun. I agree, right? It's fun to watch them do this pop culture thing going on. Let's make a deal. And it certainly would have been fun at the time, given what a big show it is. But now it's just like such a, <laughs> um, it's, it's only interest to me is like, it's 70s kitsch, you know, of, of, of let's make a deal being a big thing. And it's an excuse to get them in the funny costumes. And they, they, and ultimately Monty Hall, you know, what? I agree. Monty Hall is fine as a performer, uh, but he's just not a very interesting character. <laughs> he's, he doesn't really get to do much that's really funny or and he's, he's, well, he's a straight man. man. He's a third straight man. He's a straight man, right. Yeah, which is, and but he's he fine does at it, well. but it's the, it, it does feel to me a bit shoehorned in as a, as a, you know, not quite organic as a, as a guest star. Um, so it's not one of the better, I don't, to me, it's not one of the better guest star appearances, despite him being fine. Just the concept is a bit stretch, and uh, I don't know. Yeah, not a, the, the not a lot, not a lot of laughs for me. It's fun. Three. Okay. Well, by the way, yes. In case yes. just because I kept you in suspense, I yes. did look up yes. the Lincoln quote, and uh, news to me that according to the quote investigator dot com, uh, it is probably a, a misattributed to Lincoln. That I thought it was Barnum. I always thought it was P. T. Barnum. He is one of the people who it has also been misattributed to. Oh, but uh, there is apparently no direct. People have started attributing it to Lincoln at the end of the nineteenth century, but there's no contemporaneous record of him saying it during his life. So, does the court investigator have a? Yes, a some French guy from the seventeen hundreds, sixteen hundreds. Is it Pierre Francois de Lobrowski? Uh, no. <laughs> Wait, who? Where's that? A, that is a honeymooners reference. That's a honeymoon, right? Oh yes, when he dresses yeah, up at the yeah, stuff box. Yeah, right. yeah. Uh, all right. Well, if you have feedback or comments, we got some nice feedback uh, on the uh, my strife in court episode. Some good corrections and some feedback. Thank you for that. Uh, you can email us at ten forty nine pod at gmail dot com. Uh, and we will be back next week. Garrett, how much is it without the sundries? Oh, Ted, you're you're a person. <laughs>